Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here with an exclusive interview with my friend Joel Rosenberg, who is uh, an absolute expert on what is going on in the Middle East. Joel was born in the United States, but uh, has actually moved to Israel and is in Jerusalem right now and has dual citizenship as both an American and Israeli citizen. So I think he's uniquely qualified to talk about what's happening there. And also, Joel has written many best-selling books that deal with issues in the Middle East as well. So, Joel, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk just a little bit about uh, what is happening. I think what is unique about this attack, Joel, as you know well, is it isn't against soldiers. It's against women and children. And even babies have been killed and decapitated. And even survivors of the Holocaust have been taken away, some murdered, some now hostages. Why is this happening at this moment in time? And the bigger question, how is it that Israel, with its state-of-the-art intelligence and technology and everything else at her disposal, did not detect this was coming? Well, very hard questions, but important ones. But you're asking two questions. So the first is why. Why is it happening? Well. There, there are several answers to that question. The, the first answer is, is that you have to look not at Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. They're horrible. They're basically like ISIS, but they're, they, they don't control themselves. They're, they're, they're funded by somebody, the terrorist regime in Iran. They are, they're armed by somebody. That's the terrorist regime in Iran. They are directed by somebody, and that's the leader's of Iran. So it's not a Hamas operation. It is uh, tactically, but this is coming from the leaders, the supreme leader of Iran. That and, and what does the supreme leader of Iran want? He wants several things. Ultimately, he wants to commit genocide. He, he's been very open. He wants to wipe Israel off the map and kill every Jew that lives here. So that's the first his first objective. But but he has sub-objectives to get there to his genocidal apocalyptic end of the world usher in the coming of their, their Messiah, known as the Mahdi, if you annihilate every Jew and every Christian. To get there, what, what, is they, what are they trying to do? Well, they're trying to lure Israel into a ground war hmm. in the Gaza Strip, which we're going to have to do now. But, but they want to lure us in. Why? We're the biggest, most powerful military in the entire Middle East. We're the superpower here. Why would a terrorist organization small be directed by a big country like Iran to go after the biggest military in the region, us, Israel. And the reason is be not because the supreme leader right now doesn't just want to see dead Jews. He wants to see dead Palestinians. Why yeah. would he want to see dead Palestinians? Because yeah. every dead Palestinian will be a television image that yeah. will be on MSNBC, CNN, CBS Evening News, the front page of the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, to turn the script from Israel is, oh, Israel's the high-tech innovator and they're making peace with all these Arab countries, maybe Saudi Arabia next. No, this is, the Iranians want to flip that script to make us look like the monsters of the region when they're the monsters, right? So that's the objective right now. Blow up the peace process and make the whole world think that we're monsters for doing what? Defending ourselves. Yeah. But, but you're right. You just described it. It's not just 1,200 civilians were murdered. They were set on fire while they were alive. They were burned in their homes. Mothers were shot in, while their children watched. Children were shot to, to death while their, while their mothers watched. The babies were decapitated. This isn't just wrong, it's demonic. 
And yeah, that's yes. what we're up against. And they infiltrated our homes and they caught us by surprise. Now, your second question was, how, how could we get caught by surprise? And the answer is, we don't know yet. Yeah. In a general sense, Greg, I'll keep it short because I know you have other questions, but the, the general sense that I think is the political, military, and intelligence establishment is Israel, I think, got lulled into a false sense of security in which we are making peace with all of our neighbors increasingly. Yeah. And the Saudis seemed next, and they may still be, but who knows now. And I yeah. think they just let their guard down. But the problem is, it, it's true that things are getting better in this region, but there are still demons. And if you let the demons out of the cave and let them roam the countryside, they will, you know, let the wolves out. They're gonna, they're gonna eat the sheep. And so, that's what happened. And it's devastating. And there will be political ramifications and repercussions. But right now, I'll just say this. Hamas has managed to do in five days what no Israeli was able to do all year, and that's unify Israel. Wow. The the, uh, the the one of the main opposition leaders is a guy named that I know personally, Benny Gantz, former yeah. defense yeah. minister and chief of staff of the of the IDF. He yeah. just this afternoon said yes, he will join Netanyahu. His party will join, and he will help Netanyahu win the war, even though those two don't see eye to eye on almost anything. So that's a sliver of hope. Yeah. in a very dark time. This is our darkest hour. You know, you stop and think about, I mean, if we look at this proportionally, this would be like an attack in the United States where 30,000 people were murdered because it's hard for us to realize how devastating this is for a nation the size of Israel. But, you know, we'll often hear about, well, no, what about the plight of the Palestinian people? And, and and that will be brought forward. But in reality, I don't think this is about a two-state solution. I think this is about a final solution, to use the verbiage of the Nazis. When your enemy, Iran, vows publicly over and over again to wipe Israel off the face of the map, how can you negotiate with someone who doesn't want you to exist? But this is often the way it's presented as Israel being in the position of the occupier, the colonial occupying power there, when in reality, God gave this land to Israel. This is what we're up against. Now, in the first five days or so, I would say that the international community and the international media, even the left-wing American media, has actually been pretty sympathetic to yeah. Israel because, because we're on defense. And I got to tell you, and this it's, it, sympathy is good, but why are people sympathetic? People are sympathetic to Jews when we're dying, but when we start fighting back, yeah, you watch, Greg. You 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 know this, but your audience needs to understand that as we yeah. start shifting from defense to offense, yeah. the the United Nations is going to turn against Israel. The the yeah. the members, the left wing members of Congress, they're going to turn against Israel. The American media, the international media, they're going to turn against Israel. And they're going to say, you're the monsters. And and already we've heard, again, I don't want to make this political. I'm just saying, you know, a certain secretary of state who happens to live in Washington, he's calling for a de-escalation. He's calling for yeah. a ceasefire. But if you had a school in Orange County, in Riverside, let's say, and it was an elementary school, and there were maybe three or four mass shooters coming in, just, just shooting children with AR-15s. And the SWAT team arrived and all the police arrived and surrounded it. Can you imagine if the mayor of your community said, "Hey, to the police, de-escalate, man. You gotta, yes. you gotta, you gotta, yeah. gotta cease fire. Cease fire. Yeah. No, you go arrest those guys or you blow their heads off 
That's justice. That's why God says that government wields the sword to bring That's justice. Right. And it's not the same. The moral equivalent of terrorists killing babies and chopping their heads That's off right. is not the same as the police, or in this case, the army, instituted by God to protect right. and to crush the enemy. And that's, but that level of moral, you know, but in a world where people don't know who men and women are, you know, are they going to know what right and wrong is? What, who are the good guys and bad guys? So watch for this. Wow. Why I do what I do with all Israel News and my show on TBN, the Rosenberg Report, to try to get the the, the truth out there and and educate Christians so they can pray and right. and and help in a very you know w with knowledge. Right. Let's sort of pull the camera back because you know you're definitely an expert in Bible prophecy. You've written about it in your novels, but you speak on it. Talking about Iran backing Hamas, that seems to me to be an established fact that Iran is backing Hamas. And we know that there's a close relationship now that has developed between Iran and Russia. That's very unique. And it's only happened fairly recently. And I don't understand why that would be in question with our government as to the Iranian connection to Hamas. I know you've spoken out about that. What are your thoughts? Well, unfortunately, leaders at the highest level in the United States are saying that they don't see any connection between this attack and they don't they say we have no evidence that it was directed by Iran. <laughs> Wait a minute. In a court of law in Orange County, if somebody holds a gun and points it at you, right? And it goes off. Let's say Al Baldwin, but let's, you know, let's take him out of the, you know, but it like I didn't mean it. I didn't know it was going to happen. But if you aim a loaded gun at somebody's face and it goes off, you're guilty of murder, maybe man manslaughter, but you can't say so. So Iran has built Hamas into a terrorist organization, given them weapons, given them training, given them money. And if you say at the last minute, well, they didn't give the direction, maybe on this specific, like go do this. Yeah, they're still guilty. What do you? So yeah. why would the American government right now be letting Iran, the biggest terror re regime on the planet, why let them off the hook? Yeah. But I yeah. think we will find out that there was actually directives. It doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. you have to be willfully blind to to say that Iran is not in charge. Now, now the the danger is, and this is what's up on all Israel news right now as our lead story is the risk is that Iran will direct another terrorist organization known as Hezbollah in Lebanon to launch right. a second front against us. Yeah. Hezbollah yeah. is much bigger, much stronger. They have 150,000 missiles, much yeah. more powerful, even with precision guidance. So the, the, the rockets that come out of Gaza, it's like a Russian roulette. They just point them one way and they, they just go, but they don't have precision guidance. Many of the missiles coming out of Lebanon do. So the danger is, I, I wrote a novel about that too, the Beirut Protocol. That was two years ago. Like that scenario that I wrote about fictionally, let's pray it's fiction, but it, yeah. it might not be. Now, prophetically, all right, let's do the short version of the prophecies. Look. Could this set into motion the war of Gog and Magog? It could, but it's not playing out right now the way the text says. Yeah. So I think that's unlikely. I think here's what's more likely. Israel is making peace with all of its neighbors increasingly. But until but but the but Ezekiel 38 says that is, Israelis are feeling are living securely in the land that's and they right. don't have gates and bars. Well, we have a wall between us and Gaza, but they blew it up. And there's a wall between Israel and the West Bank. That's why we've been so secure.
but those walls probably won't exist when the war of Gog and Magog actually takes yeah. place. So what would have to happen? Well, by killing so many Jews, Israelis no Israeli government no longer can say, well, we'll try to do a few pinprick airstrikes. No, we're preparing for a full-on invasion. And what will happen? It will be bloody. Greg, your people have to be prepared that they're going to see terrible casualties on the Israeli side. And many of my friends, young men, I had two sons that served in the army, but they, wow. one, you know, one of them in a special forces unit, he was so badly injured in his time in the army that they don't, they, they're not calling him back up in reserve. But I have, he, they've got friends that are in right now. They're on the board. They're ready to go in. I think what's going to happen, I think, is there's going to be a full-on invasion and it's going to be very bloody and there's going to be a lot of deaths on both sides, a lot of casualties. But then I think Hamas will have been cleaned out finally from Gaza and then a moderate government hopefully will be established and they and they'll want to rebuild and you know have a peaceful life on the Mediterranean and you know they could have a Palestinian paradise. Remember Israel doesn't occupy the Gaza Strip. In 2005, our prime minister pulled all Israeli civilians and all Israeli soldiers out of the Gaza Strip and gave the territory to the Palestinian people as a gift, saying, look, you want it, we don't. There it is. It's yours. Have a paradise. Build a paradise. Mm -hmm. But they built a terror. I mean, Hamas took over and, and built yeah. a terror regime instead. So we need to be praying for the two million Palestinians who live under the reign of terror of Hamas, yeah. have compassion on them. We got to pray that the leaders of Hamas will convert to Jesus or die. Amen. And then we got to pray that this war will be successful and it'll be over. And then there may be an actual defeat formally and finally of the Palestinian armed resistance movement. And they'll finally say, look, rather than peace, we all the, the Palestinian leadership has always wanted, they don't want peace with Israel. They want peace instead of Israel. They want all of Israel. But yeah. if they finally lose the way the Japanese lost, yeah. I mean, not with nuclear weapons, I'm not saying that, the way the Japan, the Germans lost, once a country yeah. is fully defeated, they can become peaceful. And go, All right, we, we you know, we're, we're not going to fight anymore. Let's build a, a healthy society. That's what we want. And if that were to happen over the next few months, years, that would really set into motion as something that right now feels so dark, but could in fact be part yeah. of God's prophetic plan. We'll have to see. Yeah. You know, 2 Chronicles 7, 14 is often quoted, but in this particular situation, it's really contextual because it was given by God to Israel when he says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Joel, tell us a little bit about the spiritual state of Israel, specifically focused on the church, and by that I mean believers in Jesus. I know you have Messianic Jews like yourself who have embraced Jesus as your Messiah. But then there are Gentiles in the Arab world. People have come to Christ as well in Palestine. So talk about the work of the Holy Spirit among people on both sides of this conflict right now in Israel. Sure. Well, uh, two things on that. The first thing is God often allows, and we see this all throughout scripture, he allows terrible things to happen yeah. to Israel, to wake us up, shake yes. us, 
And it's not that it's not that the evil is the thing that God wants, but he's going to he sort of lets go of Israel a bit and lets the evil come that Satan yeah. is. Bringing. Why? To get people to turn to him. And unfortunately, most Israelis are not looking to Jesus. They're not looking to the Bible. They have they don't read the Bible. So we, as you know, we started 17 years ago, my wife and me, a ministry called the Joshua Fund. Yes. And and over the last 17 years, by the total grace of God, we were sort of blown away by the whole thing. The Lord has has allowed us to raise and invest almost a hundred million dollars wow. into strengthening the local church in Israel and the Palestinian territories and Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, and Egypt, and do humanitarian relief. And my my main focus, educating the church to understand God's love and plan for Israel and her neighbors and the prophecies over the future and how to invest in and and, and strengthen the church today so it can fulfill the Great Commission, Amen. which has not been fulfilled in 2,000 years. You know, we, we often say, Greg, I've said it to you, if it were easy to reach Israel with the gospel, it would have been done by now. It's the first yeah. country. But he came to his own, the Jews, and and his own received him not. Yeah. Uh, but 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 we are heading towards a, a Romans 11, 26 world where all right. Israel will get saved. So to, yeah. to make that concise, the Joshua Fund is literally on the front lines. I mean, we have humanitarian relief uh, teams all over the country on a normal day, but especially right now. And, and people could, you know, if, they, if they're thinking, well, how do I help? Help through the Joshua Fund. Not only are we doing the gospel and strengthening pastors and, and, and equipping the church in very practical and specific ways, but we're doing humanitarian relief all through the local churches so that nobody knows about the Joshua Fund in Israel, but but they they receive the, the, the humanitarian relief and the emergency aid through local Israeli and Palestinian believers who love Jesus and yeah. speak the language and are their neighbors. That's the most practical way to bless Israel right now. And, right. and the needs are enormous. Oh, absolutely. And for anybody watching this, I completely endorse what you're doing. And you've been doing it for so long and doing it so well. So I just wanted to close. Thank you again for this time. But how can we best pray for you and the nation right now of Israel? Well, I appreciate it. Well, for the nation, obviously, we need to pray that our leaders, yes, come together. I'm encouraged by today. We broke the story at actually All Israel News. Nobody else had reported yet that there was going to be this unity government, but we we broke yeah. that story, and it's now being confirmed. So remember the, the 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 scriptures that say the sons of Issachar were men who understood the times yes. and knew what Israel should do. Right. So we need to pray because none of our leaders know Jesus personally. And so, and most aren't even religious. They don't read the Bible. So that's why we have to intercede, right? That's what the Christians do. We intercede for people who don't have the wisdom of God because they don't have God's spirit in them. We need to do that. We need to pray and intercede for Israelis and Palestinians who are grieving right now. And they're not going to experience the peace that passes all comprehension because they don't know the God of peace. But we can intercede just like Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah, and I'm not yeah. saying Israel is Sodom and Gomorrah right now, but but that's intercession, right? Just as yes. Jesus prayed and wept over the city of Jerusalem, saying, my people don't even understand this. Lord, yeah. help them, even from the cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So those are the ways to pray. Comfort, healing, victory, rescuing the hostages, but yeah. also praying for the believers to be 
witnesses. I know a lot of believers who are in the combat units. They're getting ready to go into harm's way, and they may never come home, but they may be a witness, a bold witness for Yeshua, Jesus, while they're in motion. And then for us, you're asking, look, we need courage. We need stamina. It is round the clock here. And, uh, you know, we need to be walking in the spirit every moment. It's easy to get so frantic trying to serve the Lord in a crisis that you're starting to move past your supply lines. You're not sitting and having a good quiet time. You know, you're praying, but it's like you're eating cotton candy throughout the day. Like you're not, the Lord's with you, but you need to slow down and just let the Lord speak. Thinking of one last thing, Elijah and Elisha, it was Elisha and his young servant, you know, young servant wakes up, gets out of the tent, uh, you know, looks around, he's surrounded by an enemy and he's, freaking out and elisha says something he says lord open his eyes that he can see that there's more of us than them and yeah. you know you can feel it in the scriptures you know it doesn't say it but the guy must have been like you gotta be kidding me this what's the, what's this guy smoking um yeah. but, but elijah prayed the young man's eyes were opened and he saw the chariots of fire he saw the, right. the, the forces of god that's what we need for ourselves and for the church Man. to see the way God sees. He's got a plan. This, Satan has a plan, but God has a plan, and God's plan is going to win. So may we be strong, healthy, brave, and resilient during a very exhausting, painfully brutal time. Again, the darkest hour I've ever gone through, and certainly yeah. my nation of Israel has ever gone through in the modern era. So, Joel, would you uh, close us in prayer? You pray for the nation Israel and for your people, and then I'll pray after your prayer for you and your family and your ministry. So please go ahead and pray for the nation. Father in heaven, Abba, Lord, we love you, and we thank you that you are the God of Israel. You are Shomer Israel. You're the, the guardian of Israel. And you neither slumber nor sleep. I need more sleep. I need some slumber, but you don't need that. And so I pray that first you'd fill Lynn and me and our family and our team with your Holy Spirit. Don't let us operate in the flesh. Don't let us outrun our supply lines and be disconnected from you. And and don't let, and and we also pray that you would suit us up in your full armor, literally and figuratively, because we need you to extinguish the fiery missiles that are literally and spiritually coming our way. Yes. Yes. And then help us put the oxygen mask on others and be able to help and provide that care through the Joshua Fund, through all Israel News and so forth. And we pray for the, our nation's leaders. That you give them wisdom, Lord. They don't have it. That's, That's how we got to this problem. But but mm-hmm. you will provide it if they will ask. And even if they don't ask, we're asking on their behalf, Lord. We know you. They don't. So we ask for wisdom and victory. Yes. Rescuing of all of our hostages back safely, just like in the times of David. Mm-hmm. And we also pray for comfort and healing, spiritual, physical, emotional, Amen. for every child, every mother, every yes. son, every father, every grandparent who is grieving and traumatized yes. by the worst attack in the history of Israel. And we also pray for our Palestinian neighbors. Lord, yes. have mercy on them. And we pray for our enemies, the, the leaders of Iran and the leaders of Hamas. Lord, mm. convert them to Jesus miraculously yes. or, 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 or remove them from the earth. Lord, please. We pray these things humbly 
knowing that you, you, you I think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord, we yes. know you can rescue us. But even if you don't, Lord, we're going to stick with you. We're not going to bow down to the world. And we're not going to bow down to fear and the enemy. But, but we want you to move powerfully so that you get the glory, not us, and that all Israel knows there's a God in heaven and Amen. you love it. Father, I thank you for Joel and his wife, Lynn. I thank you for the team around him there at the Joshua Fund. Put your hand of protection upon them. Give them the strength they need, the energy they need, the provision, the finances they need, and use them as a bright light right now in this very dark time in the nation of Israel among your people that you brought back to the land in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And we know one day that many of them will turn to you and we pray that day will come soon. And we pray even through this conflict that many will realize that there is a God in heaven who loves them so much. He sent his son, Jesus, right there to Israel to be born in Bethlehem, to die in Jerusalem, to rise from the dead. And it is there in the Holy Land that he will return again. And so, Lord, we commit this all to you now, and we ask your blessing on Joel and his ministry, and we pray this in the name of Yeshua. And everyone watching said amen. Joel, thank you so much for joining us, and God bless you, and stay in touch, and we'll keep praying for you, and I hope to see you soon. I would love that. Thank you, Greg. Bless you, Kathy, and your entire team. Thanks.